Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Confronting the challenges of our present time, in this episode, Eckhart encourages us to rise up to meet the challenges of the present time. He says, the turmoil that exists here and around the globe is an opportunity to grow spiritually. He explains, most people do not awaken when they're in their comfort zone, and it usually takes a push in the form of a crisis. He says, if we're not challenged, then the motivation to change is not there. He goes on to say that our external circumstances do not have to determine our fate. He cautions against victim consciousness, which is what happens when we let the world or other people define our being. He says the most primordial fact is not what happens around us, it's to maintain our state of awareness. Eckhart explains the only thing that can save the world is a shift in consciousness. Particularly helpful, I would say, at this present time, as we are finding ourselves in a time of global disruption, many global challenges arising, and uh, likely, it's likely that the challenges will remain with us and new challenges will come as we are moving into a period of global turbulence. And that's fine. It's a unique opportunity for spiritual awakening, a unique opportunity for disidentifying from the egoic mind and finding the transcendent dimension to who you are. The motivation for awakening, for going deeper, grows for human beings as the challenges grow. And this is the reason why this is potentially an auspicious time. When humans are not being challenged, then the motivation to evolve is not there. It's lacking because you're relatively comfortable in your little comfort zone. But when you're taken out of your comfort zone, when things get disrupted, a huge amount of uncertainty comes into your life. Loss comes into your life or the possibility of loss. And that's often the same thing for people because the possibility of loss is a projected future. And you suffer just as much as if you were already in that situation, which may never happen. But all these things potentially become the motivating force for 
deep, profound inner change, for a shift in consciousness, for a step forward in the evolution of your consciousness, which is the consciousness of humanity. So we need to rise up to the challenge of our present time, because if we don't, or if you don't, then it will affect you in a very unpleasant way. You suffer more and more, as already millions of people are experiencing suffering, for example, an enormous amount of fear in the collective energy field. And so there's a disruption that occurs on the outside, and there's also a disruption that occurs in human consciousness. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The most important realization is to become aware of the fact that the most primordial thing in your life, ultimately, the one thing that determines how you experience your life or your reality, determines how you respond or react to events and situations and circumstances. The most primordial fact is not what happens around you. The most important fact or factor is your state of consciousness, the state of consciousness with which you meet the circumstances of your life, the situation of your life. And so if people live unconsciously, they're not aware of this, it's very easy to become a victim of your circumstances. And many, many humans are victim of their circumstances. What does that mean? Their inner state of consciousness is completely determined by the external world, by other people, by what happens on the outside, both their personal situation and the collective situation in the world. So they're at the mercy of circumstances. Even, at the, even on the smallest level, at the mercy of another human being, you meet another human being who is angry. If you are not sufficiently present, this human being who is angry will trigger the same emotion in you. And so you are at the mercy of somebody else's state. That's just a small example. And it happens all the time. And then you have the, whatever you absorb through the media these days, the mainstream media, social media. Mainstream media, for example, generates 
an enormous amount of emotion. It's there because emotion sells. It sells people tune in. It has a an almost addictive quality to it. And so without knowing it, I don't believe the people who run the media, the mainstream media, are probably not aware of what they're doing, but they themselves are in the grip of this collective energy field underneath the surface of things. And there's a huge amount of collective fear running through. And if you're not sufficiently present, then you have no immunity to what goes on around you. And you are susceptible to catching, so to speak, not, I'm not talking of a virus because there's another kind of immunity that is of a different kind that is within your consciousness. You are then at the mercy of whatever mental virus is floating around in the collective energy field. And without knowing it, it infects you. So you absorb by watching an excessive amount of news, television or whatever device you use, uh, you absorb all that collective energy field that you can't see it, it's underneath the surface of things. And you're then taken over by a mental, emotional energy field without knowing it. You think that's you. You're identified with this collective energy field. You've been taken over by what could be described as a virus, a mental virus, a mental emotional virus. And you find yourself in a state of either fear or a state of anger or anxiety. And so when you identify with that state of anger or anxiety or fear, you become it, so to speak, or it becomes you. It becomes part of your identity. And spiritually speaking, we call that unconscious living. To be unconscious is to completely identify with a mental-emotional energy field. Identify means you seek yourself in it. It takes you over. You, you don't know yourself except through that. Your consciousness is completely identified with that energy. And that's a terrible state to be in. Now, a state of quite normal. <laughs> it's very important then when this becomes more and more unpleasant, fear grows, anger grows, then it's easier for humans to suddenly become aware of what's happening to them. And that is the motivating force that uh, helps people to step out of the identification with the collective streams of emotional and mental streams. That's the most vital thing. You need vigilance so that you are not drawn into these unconscious collective energy fields, which are really very much like a mental virus collective. So there's an equivalent on a mental level to what we have on the physical level. On the physical level, we have the, the virus that, that we all know about all, all over the world. And the 
equivalent of that on the mental level is a virus of destructive, negative thought forms and emotions that people get taken over by. And that makes life very unpleasant. It can also lead to an intensification of external problems. When more and more people are being taken over by negative energy fields without knowing it, then they create in the external, they create whatever corresponds to their inner state of consciousness. So this is a time of very critical time, but the most critical element of it, as I see it, is not in the external. Yes, there are external problems, but more fundamentally, it is a problem of human consciousness. And it can only be tackled there. It's not possible to take wise action and make wise decisions out of a state of fear. Also, many people want, they have good intentions, they want to create a better world, and that is wonderful. But if you neglect the causal realm, which is your consciousness, then whatever you do on the outer, you might be very angry, and out of your anger, you want to create a better world. That's dangerous. It's understandable, but it's dangerous. Because any action you take is contaminated by the energy field of anger and creates, in Eastern terms, would say, creates more karma, more suffering. So the important thing for us is not to be taken over by the collective virus that's floating around and that's everywhere in the media and so on. So be very vigilant. Vigilance is required. It's ultimately and this is what meditation is all about and this is what healing is all about healing in a wider sense normally healing refers to physical healing which is wonderful too but the deeper healing is a healing of your consciousness the healing of a fragmented consciousness the healing of the suffering that arises when you completely identify with mental emotional streams that come to you, they take you over. So then you identify with your, all your every mental positions. You have uh, political views, mental positions, and you derive your sense of self from your position and the other becomes the enemy. It does not mean as you awaken out of that, it does not mean that you no longer have any mental positions. You continue to have certain views, for example, with regards to the political situation or the social situation. You have certain views and that's fine. It would be virtually impossible to say, I'm now giving up all my viewpoints completely. I'm no longer having any viewpoint you can't do that, but you can recognize a mental position as a mental position without deriving your sense of self from it. Then when you become involved in a discussion with someone who holds it, and for example, they, in the United States at the present time, there's a huge division. It's almost like two, gradually, two universes are developing that are very separate. There's a fragmentation. And 
If you're unconscious, which means you're identified with your mental positions, then when anybody questions your mental position with an opposite mental position, this the person becomes your enemy. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. If millions of people live in that unconscious way, civil disorder, even civil war is not impossible. That means millions of people are so identified with their positions that they, they're completely unaware that they are being taken over by an energy field. So the answer is to become aware of the positions that your mind is taking and saying, well, this is my position. You can then have a discussion with someone without making the other into an enemy, without attacking the other, either emotionally, mentally, or even physically, in the case of very unconscious people. You can have a discussion, and perhaps you can arrive at some kind of, you can meet at some point in the middle, if you're conscious. If you're unconscious, which means completely identified with your mental position, there's no meeting anymore. You cannot meet the other because the other is the enemy. The primordial problem, and this is where the healing also comes in, healing is really the, to, to be restored to wholeness, not to be fragmented and lose yourself in the fragmentation of your mind. So how does this happen? How can I have a mental position, for example, even I have certain positions, obviously, every human has, with regards to politics. I don't talk about them because who cares what my mental position is? That's not important. I am here to guide humans to a higher or deeper dimension where they are no longer completely identified with and absorbed by their mental positions, their minds, their thoughts then you can have the thoughts, but you have the thoughts are exist within a greater wholeness, which we could call the awareness. And your identity lies in the awareness, the presence, the consciousness, not in the position of the mind. Then you can still have your position, but you're no longer threatened in your sense of identity if somebody questions your position or contradicts. And that's the essence of meditation also. The essence of meditation is to find that, to discover that transcendent dimension to who you are, the being of yourself. And you discover it 
as I speak, there's an opportunity for you to realize this within yourself as I speak here and now. This transcendent dimension to who you are, the unconditioned being, is something that you do not need to bring about through arduous discipline and you cannot generate it by being a good person. It comes before all that. It's already here. At that level, you are already complete, perfect, or to use this word, whole. Whole, you are already whole. On the level of being, you are already whole. Now that's an interesting word, whole. W-H-O-L-E, whole. <laughs> On the personal level, the conditioned mental emotional entity, you are not whole. You are, there's a lot still that you could do and many things you cannot do. You can improve your life on the level of the person. Of course, it's a good thing to improve your life on that level. But if you miss the fundamental dimension of the transcendent, which is the spiritual dimension, then nothing on the level of the, your personal self will ever ultimately satisfy you, no matter what you achieve on that level. It doesn't mean that you should not strive and to achieve things. It's a good thing to try and achieve things as a human being, to learn new things, experience new things, to grow. This is that beautiful. This is part of why you are here, but it's not enough. And in fact, it's frustrating ultimately and not satisfying if you miss the more fundamental human task, which is to awaken to the deeper dimension of who you are beyond the conditioned person. And that's the healing, that's the wholeness. You realize on that level, you are already whole. Healing and whole go back to the same root. In, if you go back the etymology of the in English, healing and whole come back from, to go back to the same root, which lies in Old English, Old High German and Norse, which is Scandinavian language. They all go back healing and whole, go back to the same root. Sometimes wisdom is embodied sometimes in language. So if you follow it to, to its root. So healing and whole, I have the same root. And then there's another word that is part of that that is, comes out of the same root. And that's the word holy. So the word healing, whole and holy have the same, etymologically, have the same root. So you discover a dimension that is always, has always been there, is not subject to time. Discover a dimension within yourself that is also the realm of the holy. And you cannot define that. Holy points to the fact that you are intrinsically connected to the source of all life, which traditionally is called God. 
the holy points to that. Holy is not a word that you will hear very frequently in our present civilization. It's unlikely that the word holy has ever been used in the past few years on CNN, MSNBC or Fox News, very unlikely. And the New York Times also, I haven't seen the word holy. I've been looking for it for a long time. No, it's not there because humans no longer know, even know what that means. You can only get a glimpse of what that means within yourself beyond conceptualization. When you go out into nature and you're in a state of pure awareness and you look at the totality of nature that surrounds you, no matter where you are, trees or there's a landscape or there's the ocean or there's a mountain or just a field or even just a park or even just one tree, you give give it your complete attention then without labeling it, without analyzing it, without calling it anything, you give it your complete attention, then you can sense that beyond that which you see in nature with your senses or what you can hear, see, hear, take in with your senses, there is an essence in nature, there is a a presence in nature that can only be described as holy. And you're in a state of awe. I like that word, awe. When you're in nature and you go, And of course, at that moment, your mind stops. You're just conscious. You're not labeling what you perceive. Every sense perception is a surface reality. But beyond the surface reality, there's a deeper reality. And you can sense this deeper reality, which ultimately, what is that? It's the universal consciousness that manifests itself through countless millions of life forms. But underneath it, there is the one, ultimately the one consciousness, the one being. And you can sense that when your mind is still, you can sense that in nature. And then you can sense that there's not, not a separation anymore between you and nature. The same consciousness, but different frequency, yes, is alive in you as you, as the same consciousness that manifests as a plant, a tree, a flower. And so you, you sense that connection. That is, the, that is the awakening. That's the restoration of wholeness, the wholeness of life. When the fragmented entity, the ego, subsides, and you become restored to the, the wholeness of who you are. This is what is needed for sanity to come back into to human interactions. The only thing that can save the world is this shift in consciousness, this realization. It begins with you. And it begins here and now. And how does it begin here and now? It begins, and I'm inviting you now, perhaps it's already happening in you, but you're not quite aware of it. It begins with a moment of no thought, but just pure presence or beingness, like now. That's meditation. Meditation is 
thinking subsides, awareness remains. And when thinking subsides, the entire self, what we could call the self, the egoic self, the person, the personality also subsides because it's created by the movement of thought. So when thinking subsides, even for a moment, in that moment, the conditioned entity, the personality also subsides and something else arises. And there are many names that we could use to describe that something else that arises that is much deeper, much more fundamental than the person. Many words have been used over centuries and millennia to describe this. The most neutral term you could use is the being of you or the beingness of you. It could also be called the Atman, the innermost, the, the divinity within. This is from Indian spirituality, the Atman. Now, Jesus had certain words for it. He called it, sometimes he called it the kingdom of heaven, which is a dimension of consciousness. It's not something you can see. It's here or it's there. He clearly said you can never say it's here or it's there because it's inseparable from who you are. So the kingdom of heaven is another term. You can use it to describe that dimension. The entire teaching of Jesus was about finding that dimension within. Sometimes he called it other things. He also called it eternal life. And he said, I want you to have eternal life. This is the, my teaching is this eternal life. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that the person goes on and on and Eternal means timeless, the timeless dimension of who you are. And then the Buddha came and the Buddha refused all positive terminology like kingdom of heaven or the Atman or eternal life because he knew that humans would fall into the trap of transforming every, any positive statement into a mental idol. So he refused to make any positive statements, he used only negative statements. He denies everything that is ultimately not it. So Buddha described it as the no-self. <laughs> this is the no-self. And that's the ultimate teaching of the Buddha is the, to discover within yourself the unreality, ultimate unreality of the person, the personal sense of the egoic sense of self, the self which also Jesus said when he made the important statement, deny thyself. That wasn't the Buddha. I thought it could have been said by the Buddha. Jesus said it. Deny thyself. Deny yourself. Meaning, what denies a strange word here. It doesn't mean that you decide to say, oh, I, I don't exist. Or, That's not it. Deny means, as he uses it, recognize the unreality of the self that you thought you were. 
that is the denial of self. Deny thyself. Recognize that ultimately that is not really who you are. This is just a surface phenomenon. It's, you find that it also has its place. You have to live with it for a while. But the, the deeper dimension is that that is not who you are. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.